will, turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 3. That's where we're going to be this morning. And the moment we get there, some of you ladies are going to be like, hold up, wait a minute. But just be on, be, just hold on, we'll get there in a second. We're, we're finishing up the last of our Reclaim series. And, and to the title of my message this morning is really Surrender That Promotes Jesus. I mean, submission that promotes Jesus, sorry. Um, but before we get into the text, I want one more thing to say. I know Ben briefly mentioned about prayer team earlier, but um, God's really been showing me and convicting me through the years that, that we go nowhere because we don't pray. And we don't experience what he wants us to have because we don't come to him in faith and pray. And so prayer team is some, is some of you guys' next step. To, to be used by God. And so we're going to have everything kind of tiered off differently. Just because you're on prayer team don't mean that, that you're going to pray with someone on a Sunday morning to receive salvation. It may be something else. But if, if that's something you want to, you're curious about, the meeting's going to be tonight. Please come. Um, and please just, if, if that's your next step, if you think that's your next step, if that's something you want more information on, come. Okay? You are officially invited. Amen? All right. And this is another thing I want to just tell you. I'm up, I'm up here preaching every week. I can see everybody's face. Y'all know that? Some, I told them I was going to put a mirror up here so y'all can see how mean y'all look at me right back at how. If one thing I've noticed is when God's really dealing with y'all, there's two different reactions. Silence. Silence. Y'all be quiet. And some of y'all won't even look at me. Some of y'all, I can know when God's dealing, y'all got to try him. So just know that I know what God's doing. Let's pray, and then we're going to get into the sermon. Father, we thank you for your love and your compassion. And God, I just, we just want to, just again, we'll come before you and, and admit that we are so unworthy. Admit, God, that, that but we're so great. I know I'm so grateful, God, for the, for this precious gift that you've given us, not just of salvation, but the fullness of my salvation, to be able to know you, God, to be able to walk with you, Jesus, to, to be able to hear from you is phenomenal, Lord. And God, I just pray against the people in this room that are walking in vain religion that don't know you like that, God. They're missing so much. I pray, Father, that you would open our eyes to see for who you are that we would understand the magnitude of your grace, that we would understand how, how, how you give us so much mercy, and God, how you, how you never give up on us. God, I pray that you would woo us closer to you this morning. And God, that when we leave here, that we would know you more, that we would have a greater desire to walk away from ourselves. And then, God, we would, we would passionately pursue you and your word. God, move in us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so, um, 1 Peter chapter 3, we're going to read the text, and then we're going to kind of break things down. But it says, wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from the outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold, jewelry, or fine clothes. Rather, it should be 
that your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the women, the holy women of the past, would put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give away to fear. Verse 7, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. That's a powerful seven verses right there. And for some of you ladies who are like, I wish I would have stayed home. But we're going to talk about this in a different context this morning than traditionally. I want you to understand that, that, that godly submission is not just for the wife, it's for the husband as well. And so when you talk about submission, when you talk about, first thing, women roll their eyes and men are like, girl, you better get in your place. But that is not what God's talking about here. He's talking about something that's rooted and grounded in love. He's talking about something that, that is not lording over, not oppressive, but it's something that I'm coming alongside of you because I love you and I see the greater mission for our marriage than just me and you living together. You know, we've got to understand because the, verse, the first part of that says, wives, in the same way, right? In the same way, submit yourselves. He's referring back to 1 Peter chapter 2, right? Verses 22, 21 and 25, he's referring back to that. Just as Jesus was submissive and obedient to God's will, so should a Christian husband and wife follow his example. See, he is our example, right? He's exa in 1 John, if you read 1 John, he talks about that, that, that we should live as Jesus lived. We should walk as Jesus walked. He is our ultimate example of what it means to be a man or a woman totally submitted to God and following God. That's what it, he, he's our example. Not only our Savior, but our example. And so, so Jesus was submitted to God, and so we should pattern our lives after Christ. Amen? Elementary. We know this. We know I should we wear the bracelets, WWJD. What would Jesus do? What should I do? How, how should I live? I'm going to pattern my life after Jesus. And then we fail and we fall short. And we're like, well, I can't do this. I can't be Jesus. I'm just going to be me and go to church. I'm going to be me and I'm just going to try my best. But see, true submission to Christ means that when I fall, I get back up. When I fall short, I realize that it's not me that can please God. It's he that is in me that can please God. And so the more I'm submitted to Christ and allowing Christ to change me, the more I'm going to walk in victory. The less I'm going to fall because I'm concentrating on this relationship more than anything else. Yeah, I took my little boy rabbit hunting this past week, and we were walking through the woods, and, and Payson is just like his daddy, clumsy as I'll get out. He's walking in the woods. My daddy was loving it. But he was walking through the woods, 
following every other step. You know why? He wasn't looking where he was going. He was looking at them dogs. He was looking where he was looking where he was. He was looking where all, all the everything going around him, and he wasn't looking at his feet. And so many of us were looking at everything going around, but we're not looking at what gives us purpose right now. We're not looking at anything different, and so we stumble and we fall. We need to look down and find what, what's causing me to stumble, what's causing me to fall, because the things that are causing me to fall are the things that I'm not submitted to God. And so submission is so important. It's something that in the American culture we've, all, we've made taboo. It's, 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 it's bad. All the, this feminist movement of, of women's rights, and I'm not, I'm not, the Bible is not suppressive to women. It gives women extreme freedom. But Paul was, and Peter was writing this to women to, in this section, we'll get into it in a second, to, to make them understand their power that they have in submission. Then I want you to understand that the best thing that you can do for your wife and your family is to pattern your life after Jesus. Amen? It don't matter how much money you make. It don't matter how big your house is. It don't matter what kind of car your wife drives or what kind of clothes she wears. All those things will fade and fall away. The best thing you can do is pattern your life after Jesus, love her the way Christ has called you to love her, and that is the best thing ever. In Christ... I want to tell you something, men. We see the perfect blending of strength, power. He was stern, but he was also very tender. There's a balance in that. And God's called us to be walking that tenderness. And see, that's what it takes. When I really read God's word, that's what it takes to be a successful husband. Not only to be focused, not only to be strong, but also to be tender. Also to walk in that tenderness. Man, I want to tell you something. No woman wants to be submitted to a man that's not submitted to God. And all the ladies said, amen. all right, first thing, only amen we'll get from y'all today, but we're going to try it. But that's the thing, like, because you know why? Because we're afraid. Women are afraid to put their life in your hands when you are recklessly going about it the way you want to go about it because you think you know everything and not being submitted to God. I'm going to be real. But when you act like, when you, when, you're, when, when you come to God and you say, look, baby, God's told me that we're going to Africa. I have, spent, I have spent six months fasting, and we've been praying about it. You know what? She's going to be like, okay, we're going to go. Now, if you just show up there on a whim and be like, you know what? God's told me to go to Africa. You'd be like, who? We. You got a mouse in your pocket. I mean, we, we who? You've been living like hell last week. You just went to the bar last week, and now you're talking about we're going to. We're going where? You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to submit to someone that is fake and not real, and nobody that's not really submitted to God. But the more you submit your life to Jesus, the more your wife will be submitted to you. And I want you to understand that in this section here, Peter, he gives a lot of space in this section for women in submission. And the reason is because in this time, it was, I mean, it's, it's great how God just gives, he liberated women. Women were under a strong thumb. They were, they were regarded as, as, as just possessions almost by men back then. And what he was telling these women was like, look, now you're, you are free in Christ. You're not second. You're, you're, you're not second. You're equal. But a lot of those husbands were not saved. A lot of those husbands were still hung up on the religious side. And so what, they were, she, what 
Peter was trying to encourage the women was now you've received Christ in order to win your husbands over. It's not by the things you say, but it's in the life that you live. I got one of the worst tongue beatings from a woman that was living in a relationship, that she was married to a, a husband. The husband didn't know Jesus, and she'd been trying for years to try to, to win her husband over to Christ and was mad and bitter that he wasn't. And, I, and I, I hit on this one time, and she just went off on me. I was like, look, I didn't write that. We get, we, we get upset because it's like, well, it's in God's word, but why hadn't that happened? Well, I want to tell you something. I know God's word, and if I do my part, he's going to do his. And if I'm angry and bitter, there's a good chance that I didn't do exactly what he asked me to do. Peter gave this as encouragement to ladies to show you your power, to show you the authority that you have in the relationship. There's something about a submissive woman that is more attractive than anything else to a man. In, in our culture today, it's one of those things I believe that, that, that we look down upon is shown as weakness. I remember before I knew Christ, I saw a lady that was submissive, and I was like, that man beats her. There ain't no way a woman's going to act like that unless there's some, I mean, he got a switch at home. Because I've never seen that. I've never seen that opposite. I've never seen that, that, that really submissive woman of God before. And, and, and so... I want you to understand that this is something that really glorifies God more than we understand. And it really speaks volumes. Verse 2. And I'm going to read from the Amplified, okay? I love this Amplified Bible. I'm going to read the verse 2 from the Amplified because it gave it a lot more detail and depth. But he says, when you, it says, when they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves together with your reverence for your husband, you are to feel for him all that reverence includes, the respect to deter, to defer to him, to reverent him, to honor him, to esteem him, to appreciate him, to prize him. Is your husband a prize? Don't answer that. And in human sense, to adore him. Right? That is to admire, to praise, to be devoted to, deeply love and enjoy your husband. Now, verse 2 got deep right then, didn't it? But that's what that really breaks it down into simple English that we can understand. The way that men that don't know Christ, or not even men that don't know Christ, but men that are not stepping into a role as a godly husband, the reason, the way that they do that is, is, is not by us just constantly calling out their faults and their flaws is for us loving them like Christ loves us and being submissive to them. Us encouraging them. Nothing encourages me to do more for my wife than her telling me how good I am. How, how much she appreciates me. And I'm stubborn. To be honest, I'm stubborn. She start hopping on what I ain't doing. You know what I ain't doing? I ain't doing that. That's why I got to stay in check because not my, my, my sinfulness, my, my, the who I am in the flesh will come out. Any of y'all struggle with that? Anybody? Anybody? No hands. Liars. All right. 
<laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I know you, so don't. <laughs> but see, that's what we got to understand, church. I want you to understand some things that submission are not, okay? Submission is not agreeing with everything, okay? You're, you're, only, you're, only qualified, you're only supposed to submit to your husband as he is submitted to Christ. You with me? So if, if he's going in a direction that is not of Christ, then it's not your obligation to agree with. You're not, you're not supposed to agree with everything. He's you in them or into us together. Y'all with me? He is your, man, let me tell you, your wife is your amen. Your wife is your second. Every decision I've ever made, I've come along and asked my wife what you think. And every time I was like, I ain't listening to that. I have messed up. You write that down back there? She's back there listening. Every time. But see, when I, when I, when I patiently and I wait and, I, and she says, yes, I, I agree with you, it's, that's not been wrong. It's all worked out. So you're not supposed to agree with everything. The second thing is not, it's not, it's not leaving your brain at home, okay? It's not leaving, leaving your brain and saying, you know what, this don't feel right. This, I just, I just, but, but I'm just going to do it anyway because I'm supposed to submit. You're supposed to come to God with those things. Submission doesn't mean that you don't try to influence your spouse, that you don't try to encourage them, or you don't. It's not submissive in, our, in, in, in the culture we have today. Is either it really what it is? Is mate, shut up, be quiet, and do as I say. That's not godly submission. Godly submission is I'm supporting you, I'm beside you, I'm with you because I know you have the ultimate responsibility before God to make the decision. So I'm going to come alongside you so that we together, because two are now one, can make the best decision for our family and for each other going forward. That's what submission is. Submission is not putting the will of the husband before the will of Christ. If your husband wants you to do something contrary to the word of God, then God's word holds precedent over your husband. Your submission to Jesus is more important than your submission to your husband. Right? Submission doesn't mean setting all of your spiritual strength on your husband. Your husband is to lead the house, but you have to have your own personal relationship with Jesus. A lot of times, when, when, you are, when he is weak, you will be strong in areas but if you just sit back and let your husband be the strongest one in the relationship, then your, your relationship's going to have holes in it because he's flawed. He's messed up. He's going to lead you some days in ways in which you are mad about. You know why? Because you just took the back seat. It's your responsibility as the wife to come alongside of him as you are strong in areas and then he is weak. Y'all become to man to make this thing glorious, to be unified, to be together. Amen? I, I see it so true in my own marriage how that is. Submission does not mean that you act in fear. I know a lot of ladies that, that, that they're submissive is not because of, out, of, out of honor. They're submissive because they're fearful. They're submissive because they're scared of what might happen if they don't. They're scared of these things. That is not godly submission. What's God's word? I did not give you a spirit of fear, right? And so those things are what submission is not. Let me tell you what submission is. Desire and God, the definition was this. Submission is the calling of a wife to honor and affirm her husband's leadership and to carry it through according to her gifts. If y'all don't write nothing down, write that down. That is an amazing definition of what submission truly is. 
And husbands, you apply that to your own life. Submission is, is you. As you honor and affirm God as the leader of you, you carry out what he asks you to do according to the gifts he's given you. Man, that's amazing what submission is. See, we got to understand this, that, that, that submission, it promotes Jesus, right? Because submission is voluntary. You have to voluntarily give up what you want for the other person. The key to this is voluntary. Peter's not, obeying, he's not demanding obedience, right? Though obedience is involved with submission. But he's asking, whoo, here we go, y'all ready? He's asking for an attitude toward one's husband of voluntary submission. Husband, somebody say, attitude adjustment. I'm the only one, okay. But some people need an attitude. My, my daddy used to tell me this all the time. When I was out of line, my daddy said, boy, I'm going to give you an attitude adjustment. You know what it did? It changed my attitude. See, God sometimes has to change our attitude because our attitude toward our spouse is more like, you got to show me before I'm going to submit. And husbands, sometimes our attitude toward God is, God, you got to show me something. Instead of us having that faith of saying, okay, God, I believe in you. I trust in you. See, how can you... My heart struggles with... My heart does struggle, and it, it, it puts real depth inside of it. Just, just anguish sometimes when I think about a godly woman living in, in a marriage in which the man doesn't know Jesus. Because it's a hard place. It's a hard place. But how can you submit to a husband, you may ask, who's not a Christian? Which is, you can't submit to him spiritually because he is spiritually dead. You can't submit to him spiritually. The only way you can submit to your husband spiritually is if he's submitted to Christ. Nor can you submit to him if he requires you to do some kind of sin or, or anything else. But, but Peter's trying to make it clear here that, that the elementary parts, it's the very core of submission in the Christian, of his, of his conversion to Christianity, is how you love and treat him. Because the things we say don't amount to a hill of beans if we're not acting on it. Amen? And I know of many of my godly men that he was won over by a godly wife. Because who you live with, who, you're in, who, you, who, you, who you are doing life with every single day will affect your view of Christianity. It will affect your view of God. And if I'm, me as a, as a godly man, before I knew Christ, Sabrina's opinion mattered to me more than anything. Sabrina's, well, Sabrina thought it mattered a lot to me. And so if, if she would have been on the right page, it would, it would have brought me under some, uh, all right, Lord. I was extremely selfish. I, it was all about me, what I wanted. And, if, if, and, and a lot of times she'd come alongside of that. But if, she, if I would have saw, if we, we would have known what it really looked like to be truly submissive to each other, it would have been a game changer. With respect and honor and all those things. See, we got to understand that godly submission, when he sees how you love him, how you, it's, it's one of the most powerful testimonies and it shows the truth of the gospel. And it's, it's something that we just don't hold on to. 
we think that what's going to hold our husbands, ladies, and I'm not a woman, if you hadn't noticed. I dressed up for, for um, I dressed up one time. Don't, don't look at me crazy. We had, we had, back in the day, we used to have um, opposite sex day at high school. And I dressed up as a woman. I was ugly, bro. I told, I told my wife, Sabrina dressed me up, and I was like, God knew what he was doing. Great day. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, Lord, have mercy. The most attractive thing that a woman can do is love her husband this way. I have seen a many a woman that was dropped dead gorgeous, that, that was dressed to a T. I mean, they had the Michael Kors on, Kors uh, little bag, bag on, you know what I'm saying? They had the heels, they had, man, the hair just got dead. They spent $500 on getting their wig split. You know, everything, their hair, dude, was awesome. Their, their makeup was spotless. They come in strutting. Like they got everybody's attention because they think that's what's going to make somebody say, mm, I like to, I like to be with that woman. But then open their mouth and be the most hateful and rude people on the planet, and I'm like, get out of here. Your looks will fade. Your clothes will go out of style. You live long enough, they'll come back in style. Amen? Those things are temporary and don't matter to hill of beans, but the inside of you that will last the test of time matters more than anything. And you need to focus more on changing the inside of you to, to what God wants it to be more than the outside. That's what Peter's trying to tell us. It's about your behavior. Verse 4 says, says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles or wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be from the inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth to God. Why in the world would a gentle and quiet spirit be of great worth to God? What is he trying to Is he trying to say is, is a quiet woman is, is awesome to God? No. It's not being argumentative. Not, not being an arguing type woman, a quarrelsome woman. Because if not being quick to talk, quick to react. See, it's our behavior. I want you to understand something. You can't talk your husband into the kingdom. You can't, you can't tell him what he's doing wrong. He's never going to feel like he can measure up. Well, I just wish you'd be like so-and-so. I mean, he, he's a man of God. Why don't you marry so-and-so then? Y'all just real quiet. I wish you'd do this. Don't criticize your husband, women. Because that's not, what, that's not godly. That's not what God told us to do. See, what I've realized is it's, it's when, when, when your behavior, your true behavior, when you live it out in front of your husband, when you show your husband grace when he don't deserve it, when, 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 you, when he wants to argue but you're just quiet, and you're like, no, we're not going to do this right now. In, in, in sections in your life in which, which there's chaos, you don't react. You're not reactionary. You don't just respond to what, what at the moment. You just wait for a minute and you, you, you say, all right, God, how do you want me to handle this? When you use the words to your husband, the Lord led me this way. It's hard for him to argue about with the Lord. Y'all with me? Come on. 
When you say, when you make words of, look, I, I was mad and hurt about this, but I went to God and he said this. When, when you start saying stuff like that to an ungodly husband or even a religious husband, they begin to be like, I better, I better slow my roll because God's talking to her. I better show her some more respect because, because she's got a connection that I don't have and she might pray that I die and something might happen. Some of y'all prayed that. Hey, I want you to understand something. Often we feel like not acting is like giving them a license to kill. But I want you to understand the way you love your spouse, the way, the way that, that, that your behavior in front of your spouse, think of it as an investment into your spouse's salvation. Think of that. The word says one over, right? Which in the Greek, it originally means to, to acquire by effort of investment. So to win people over, you got to invest in them. And some people take more investment. See, that's what he's trying to, to tell these ladies. A quiet, a gentle and quiet spirit. And he says this because you cannot come to God if you constantly complain about him. If we're constantly just talking, then we're not talking to God. I, I know, I know all kind of people in different situations, we're quick to complain about somebody else, but how quick are we to come to God with it? I know when Sabrina and I were having our issues, I was like, I was like a little kindergartner, tattletaling all the time. God, you know what she did. You know it ain't fair. Why in the world am I having to go through this? Why? 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 I'm being like a little kid. But I remember the day like it was yesterday when I got on my knees and I said, God, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to stop complaining right now. Because evidently, I can't fix this. So God, do in me what you need to do in me to fix this and do in her what you need to do in her to fix this. You know what he did? He fixed it. In 12 hours, he fixed it that I've been trying to fix two years. Submission to God is the key to a lot of our problems. So, church, I'm telling you, that's, that's what he's saying. If, if you, ladies, if you want your husband to step into his role as, as the husband and lead your family, try submitting to him more. Try, try, try encouraging him more. Try, try not criticize, try criticizing him less when he messes up. Because he's a, he's a man. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to screw up. But it's not focusing on the mess up. It's like, okay, how can we redirect this? Because we learn from our mistakes. Amen? And I know, I understand that this is terrifying to some, some ladies. I know this because some of y'all are control freaks. You've got to be in control. And when I'm not in control, you mean to tell me that i got to trust him? <laughs> I, you mean to tell me? I mean, did, did, he can't even pick out the right clothes to wear. His clothes don't even match, but i got to trust him? I mean, he's worn the same hairstyle for 20 years. i got to trust him? God, I got, I got, the, I, 
make more money than he does. So I think I got, I got more pull in the relationship. It's hard. But in the hard stuff that God's calling us to, it opens up so much more intimacy with God. He don't call us the easy stuff, does he? It's all hard stuff. I'm telling you, but you got to remember, ladies, that what God's asking you for, what he's asking you for, he has already equipped you for. You have the ability inside of you, but you have to allow it. You have to suppress you and let God. Because you have this, if you are a saved, born-again child of God, you have the Spirit of God inside of you that is, it is, that is real. Amen? And if you suppress you and your wants and you, and you say, God, I want you, then he will give you the ability to submit in areas you never thought you could submit. Because it's in you. And I know you may be fearful, it may, you may be worried, but you've got to remember, what, what does it say in Romans? I think it's Romans, Romans 8, 31. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. You may be scared to death, but he is inside of you. He can empower you. You can't submit to your husband on your own. Not the way God's called you to. But as you press into your relationship with God, as you want to please him more, then you will submit to your husband more. Submission to our husbands, to your husbands, I'm saying our, what in the world? I knew Sabrina should have done this. Submission to your husbands is directly correlated to your submission to God. The more you're submitted to God, the more you're going to be willing to submit things to your husband. The more you're going to be willing to let him lead. Because when, when you won't let him lead, it's saying, I don't trust you and I don't trust God. It's a twofold thing because God put him there. See, the more that you are submitted to Jesus, the more you'll be willing to submit to your husband. And I know, I know, some of you are thinking, well, what, what, if, what if I do? What if I willingly submit and he takes us off the rails? What if I have to suffer? What if my children have to suffer because of his mess-ups, because of his mistakes? Well, I got you, you got to understand something. It says in James that we learn obedience through suffering sometimes. You know what not to do? He knows what not to do, but you grow closer to Christ when, when you're called to do hard things for his glory. And when your husband has made bad decisions and you come alongside of him and you affirm him of who he is and his position in this family, when you affirm him of, of your love for him, when you affirm of who he is in Christ, when you come and say, look, I'm going to... Who, your people is going to be my people. I, I'm, like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. We're going to be in this mess together. And we're going to get out of this together. It's going to give him the boldness to step into his role and walk out of it. I want you to understand something. You have to remember that your submission is not for you. Your submission is for God's glory. Your submission is for God's glory. The more you submit the more glory it's going to give God because people are going to see your godliness and say that woman couldn't do it on her own. She had Jesus. God is real because of how she submits. It's a real thing. Come on, ladies, look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Some of y'all are looking at me. Y'all can do this. It's in you. You can do this. God's made you this way. You are extraordinarily and beautifully made to do this. 
And it's not just for your husband, but it's for God's glory for you to do this. Man, I, I, what in the world? Let's get excited about it. Stop pointing, husbands. That ain't funny. I'm telling you, I, I, I want you to understand, though. I, I, you got to understand one thing. I, in this, this is good and this is awesome. And so many women are like, oh, woe is us because we got to submit. I, I don't feel sorry for, for ladies having to submit. I don't. Because here's the thing. You get to choose who you submit to. Uh-oh. You chose who you were going to submit to. Somebody's like, nobody put that in the paperwork. I didn't sign that. You chose. You got to choose who you want to submit to. I just, I, 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 that tickles me. Because I know that in the beginning of Sabrina and I's relationship, she was probably like, he's like a car. Let me trade him in. Let me get, I went to get an LTZ, and instead I got a work truck. You know what I'm saying? I, I, wanted, I wanted top of the line, and I got bare bones. But through your submission, ladies, as you pursue God, your husband will rise to the occasion. There are many of godly men, men and women that I know that the wife knew Jesus, the husband didn't, and through time and through witness and through patience and through prayer, the husband come to know the Lord Jesus Christ is his Savior, and they follow Jesus together. There's many people in this church that's that way, church. There's many a couple in this room that's like that. So there's hope. I mean, I want you to understand that, that, there, that there's hope in these things. Because here's the greatest thing you have. He, he talks about Sarah in here, okay? Abraham and Sarah. As Sarah submitted to Abraham, I love that he put that in there. Because that wasn't a perfect relationship, as you remember. Right? I mean, when, it got, when, it, when, when, when they got into pressure, she followed Abraham. But when they went into this town, the king saw Sarah. Now, Sarah must have been a pretty hot woman because everywhere they went, as old as she was, people were trying to take her from Abraham. Every time. If they were under pressure, he lied and said, this wasn't my wife. Said, Who is that? Oh, that's my sister. Because he was scared for his own self. This is my sister. So the king takes her and brings her into his harem. Apart from her will, she didn't want that. He took her. The king was about to go in and rape her. But God protected her. Even though her husband made a bad mistake, even though her husband... Stepped out of the will of God. Even though her husband sinned, guess what? God protected her. You know why? Because she was obedient. When we are obedient to God, God will protect you. You with me? God, God put that in there so that we would have confidence in knowing that, look, if even if I submit and my husband don't deserve it, then guess what? God still got me. God still for me. If God be for me, who be against me? Amen? He's for me in this because he wants this for my good because he knows that this is going to bring me to a higher level of knowing him. you got to remember that. And, and ladies, we've got to understand that, that this is heavy and God called you to submit, but that's the only thing God called you to do. 
But he called you a husband to love you as Christ loved the church. Men, I'm like, this ain't fair, God. I'm going to be real. This, this ain't fair. You, all she got to do is submit. But you telling me I got to die because you died for the church. So she's got to just listen and go as I listen to you. But, but I, 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 I got to die. I got, I got to die. That ain't fair, God. That ain't fair. Well, why I got to die? Why I got to do the, the hard things? Why, why do I? Because God made you that way, man. Because God made you that way. I, 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 want, I want you to understand something, man. You've got to die for your marriage to work. You've got to die for arguments to cease. And sometimes we want to play that old card of like, well, it ain't fair. It might not be fair, but it ain't fairness of what you're looking for. It's godliness. And in the surrender of things in which I'm, I'm trying to die to me and promote Christ, things will get squashed. Y'all with me this morning? This is hard, ain't it? But this is the reality of who God's called our relationships to be. I mean, what's wrong with so many marriages is men, we refuse to die. And then we put the blame on our spouse. Well, if she do this, and if she do that, yeah, I'm in a mission to make everybody mad today. Y'all with me? But see, it, the thing that I've realized, and I'm not perfect in this. Don't look at me like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Don't look at me like I'm perfect. I, I messed this thing up daily. I messed up last night. I'll tell you about that in a minute. It's just one of the things, like, we got to realize that, that I, I have to die. I have to die to what I want. I have to die to what I think. I have to die to what I feel. And I have to come up and say, God, I'm going to vent to you for a minute, and you tell me where I'm wrong. You show me how to love this woman that you gave me that I do not understand. How in the world do I say this and she feels this way? I don't, I don't understand. I come to God. Lord, I know that I'm, I'm coming with the best intentions and then, and then she takes it the wrong way. God, how in the world am I supposed to leave this woman? And she's in there like, God, what kind of fool have you given me? What in the world? I mean, this is real talk, church. Man, we've got to remember that God created us for this. I mean, for us not to walk in that role is saying that I wasn't made for it. Right? For us not to step into that role means I, I'm not made for it. You, you were made to, to lead your family. Bar none. You will always be made to, make, to lead your family. Rick, Rick is a man. Rick is a man's man. But if Rick woke up in the morning and said, Kim, I think I'm a woman. And if Rick went in there, and he got Kim to make him put his lipstick on. And he, put, he got makeup, he shaved that beard, he put him a wig on. He put on one, one of Kim's dresses, and he put on her high heels. And boy, he come up to town. Rick might look like a woman, but he's still a man. Deep down, he's still a man. He can't change what God created him to be. That's another sermon for another day. There's some people with some identity crisis too, but... He can't change what God, deep down, there's that in him, always going to be in him. 
No matter how he tries to walk away from it, no matter how scared he is to walk in it, God has always put that in you. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you some courage and some, some, some encouragement. God made you to lead your family. Walk in it. God's given you the ability. He will never put you in something that he's not going to supply the need. You might feel insufficient. You might not feel like you can do it. You might feel like your wife is more spiritual than you are. Rise to the occasion and step into what he's called you to do and walk in victory because you have a God that is on your side that made you that way. Realize that. God made you with a purpose, and that purpose is to lead your family as you were submitted to Christ. Walk in that purpose. And if we would realize that, it would make us be so much more bold. We would have so much more confidence. We would get up and we're like, I'm writing this vision out for my family, and this is where we're going, baby. That's more attractive than any roses you can see in your wife. A confident man that's confident in his role and confident in where he's leading his family and that he's going to invest in his wife is more attractive than anything else. Man, you want, you want your wife to, to, you want to find that, 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 that intimacy again? You start leading with boldness and, and being courageous. You start looking at your wife and saying, baby, I'm going to start investing in you. We call the disciples, the disciples, I'm, me and you are going to sit down together and we're going to go through God's word together. That's more attractive than anything. That's more attractive than a six pack. Some of y'all should have said amen because you ain't going to get one ever again. Man, I'm telling you, it's time for us to rise up. Verse 7 says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. and Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you through the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. That's the most intimidating verse in the entire Bible to me. Because if I don't love my wife the way Christ has commanded me to love my wife and lead my family, then my prayers to the Father may be hindered. Put a little weight on it. Put a little weight on it. Men, I want to tell you, we've got to rise up. We've got to realize that, that he's called us to this. To be, to carry, to, that God's going to carry you through this. That he's going to send you and, and allow you to walk this out. It's one of those things that I realized that as you go in there, it says rise up, be considerate. Don't look after just yourself is what it's pretty much saying. Don't look after you and your comfort. Gretchen, if you can come up. Don't look after just you. Put her first. Put your family first. Rise up. That's one of the biggest things he says. Then he turns around and he says treat your wife with respect. And not contempt, that she's the weaker vessel. And I, 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 I'm horrible at this. I fail at this all the time. God break, broke my heart last night in this. It is, I, I, got, I got home. It's been a crazy week. Sabrina's home with Payson. I've been working. I've been doing all these things. I get home, and Sabrina's been sick for three weeks. I get home, and there's laundry. I went to go, I went to go cook. Well, I went to go do I was going to cook supper. I go back there, and there's laundry on top of it, and I'm just like, what in the world? She's been here all day long. Hey, you back there in KK? You ain't in here, are you? No, I'm playing. I, I'm just like, what in the world? She's been here all day long. She's been here all week, and she hadn't, she hadn't done this. She hadn't, in my mind, I'm running those things, and I know my attitude showed it. My attitude was horrible. I'm turning clothes up, went in there, and I was putting the clothes on the hanger. I'm going to put his clothes up. 
do do my part. Be a godly man. Do these things. Keep your mouth shut. She come in there. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Putting up these clothes. They've been here all week. Well, you ain't got to be mean. I ain't being mean. I'm just doing this clothes. I'm out there doing that. Putting the clothes up. She could tell that I was being a jerk. So we didn't talk for about two hours. And I began to, God really began to deal with me. I didn't even told her this yet. But God really began to deal with me. And he said, Jeremy, I made you to be able to handle more. She's not the weaker vessel in intelligence. She's not the weaker vessel in ability. I just made you so you could carry more of the load. So you need to stop sitting your sorry tail on the couch and get up and help that woman do more because she is overwhelmed. And I cooked supper with a smile on my face and guys, I'll tell you, we've got to die to ourselves. And we can justify all these things, but when I say, you know what, this might be your responsibility in the household, but I know this week's been hell for you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to carry more of the load. I cooked supper, I washed the dishes, I cleaned the bed. I cleaned two dirty diapers. I mean, I was going above and beyond after that moment, you know what I'm saying? But it was the spirit quickening me and making me realize that we in this together. And if her plate gets overloaded, I need to step in and take the weight. Because he made me to do that. Men, God made you to take the weight. And we complain because we feel like they're not pulling their side of the bargain or they're not doing their deal. They're they're not doing their responsibilities. And you know what? It don't matter. Because just the way a, a, a wife loves her lost husband is the same way which you should lose you should love your wife if she knows Jesus or don't know Jesus as you are submitted to the father then you will also be submitted to your wife to help her come alongside of her it don't matter if you worked 150 hours that week it don't matter if you've got five hours of sleep if, I could, if you come home and your wife is crying because the baby's been sick and the, the, the dishes are piled up and the floor ain't been swept and, and nothing and the clothes ain't been done, you know what you need to do? You need to roll up your sleeves and say, God, give me the strength to continue because I'm going to help her. It's about submitting to God as we are submitted to one another. Submitted to one another, we submitted to God. And when we do that, church, it's going to change things. If, if wife is submitted to her husband and they consider it and both of them are submitted to Christ and they follow Christ's example, church, I want to tell you that your marriage will be the experience that God had created it to be. It will be so much more fulfilling. It will be so much more joyous. Instead of, instead of just making all these plans for you not to go home, you can't wait to go home. When we're truly submitted to God. But one thing I realized is we can't be submitted to God if we don't know Him. Maybe one of the biggest reasons why you can't get over the problems is you can't get over you. 
and you can't get over you because you don't really know him. And we paint salvation as this little, this easy little thing. No, you got to walk in that salvation. You got to choose Jesus over you. It's not this one time where I've, I've, I've professed it and I've gotten dumped and that's it. It's I'm walking in that salvation. I am living as Christ lives in me because I am changed, I am transformed, and I am redeemed. Amen? That's what salvation is. If you choose to clutch in and out when you want to obey God, then you ain't got salvation. You got self-righteousness and you got religion. Church, I want to tell you, so many marriages would get right if either the husband or the wife would truly surrender their life to Jesus. But maybe today might be a time for you. Maybe you need to say, you know what, I, I realize I really don't know Christ like I think I do. Maybe I need to give him my heart. I really need to surrender my life. Maybe that's you today and you need to do that. Can you be bold and say, that's me? Pray for me. That's me. Walk with me. That's me. Help me. Can you do that? That means there's all those church mice up in here. So here's some things I'm going to leave us with as we close. Because it's a good idea for us to do some inventory this morning. Are you partners or are you competitors? Are you competing for who's doing the most? Or are you partnering together to live this together? Do, do you ladies trust God enough to submit to your own husbands the way that God has commanded you to? Are you willing to help each other become closer to Christ? Or is it every man for himself? Have you set down a time in which me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to sit down and we're going to spend time with God together. Men, it's not your wife's responsibility, it's yours. So maybe today you need to get on your knees and say, God, show me where there's time and help me be intentional. Do we understand each other better or do we need help? Because you can't submit if you don't understand the other person. Maybe you need to come to the altar and say, God, help me understand my spouse. If you're having trouble, you need, you need, some, you need some, some, some guidance, call me. I can give you some resources. Are we sensitive to each other's feelings or, 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 do, we take each, or do we even take each other for granted? Am I sensitive to how you feel? Am I sensitive to what's going on in your life? Or do I just take you for granted? And I'm like, you know what, whatever. I ain't got time for your junk today. And me, I'll ask you a question. Is God answering your prayers? Because the way you love your wife might be the barrier between him hearing and acting. And that's a big thing question is today is how will you respond to the word of God if you will stand with me the altar is open I'll be here to pray with you if you need help if you need someone to pray with you come grab me but let's be real let's be transparent amen amen Father God, we come to you, Lord, and Lord, I know, Lord, that this was a heavy message because your word is heavy at times. But God, I know that you give us the grace to walk in it. Lord, you've, you've enabled every man and woman under the sound of my voice. You've given them the ability because you created it. You put it inside of them. Lord, they have 
There's every woman in here has that godly, submissive woman inside of her. God, help them. Let it go today. Help them set her free today so that she may walk in that. God, I pray every man under the sign of my voice, you've given them the ability and the, 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 the reality to lead God. And I pray, Father, you would give them the encouragement to step into that today. Help them commit to you to commit to their family. God, help them commit to you to lead their family. God, help them walk out of passivity. And God, help them walk into courageously leading their families. I pray, Lord, for every family in this room, God, that you would give them a vision for their family of how they can be missional for you, how they can live it out for you. God, I pray today that every family member in this room would be submitted to you, Lord God, so that they can submit themselves to, to each other more intentionally. God, I pray for the single men and women in this room. God, I pray that you would teach them how to be submissive to you so that when you do give them someone, they know how to be submissive someone of the opposite sex. God, help us, Lord. I pray, Father, for men right now that are walking in condemnation because they haven't been stepping and walking in that. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would set them free from the spirit of condemnation. I pray, God, that you would allow them to walk and you would set them free and they would feel the, the, the freedom that you're breaking the chains loose right now as we speak. God, I pray that you would give them confidence and, God, that you would lead them. I pray, Father, for the women right here in the sign of my voice, God, that are scared to death to give her, their, their husband any control, any say. God, I pray right now that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them discernment. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would assure them that you have created them to do this and you will give them the ability to do what you ask them. Father, move in their hearts, move in their lives. God, I pray that you would change the way we see our relationships because we are submitted to you. God, I pray that every man and woman under my voice right now would, would commit to surrendering more of their life to you, God. And Lord, help us get our relationships right so the world around us can, get glory, can see the glory that we're giving you, God. Help us give you glory. Help us give you honor. Help us give you praise. God, help us move. God, help us respond. God, help us implement. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.